Welcome to Success Unlimited with America's success thought leaders, Tim and Tom Simmons. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the journeys of thought leaders, business leaders, authors, speakers, podcasters, and various individuals' journeys to success and the challenges they had to overcome along the way. We are very thankful that you decided to listen in to our podcast. Like and subscribe to Success Unlimited's podcasts and socials to receive updates when new episodes are released. Do you have an idea of who you'd like to hear? Let us know by commenting on our socials or by emailing info at mymentorhq.co. Now, we hope you enjoy this episode of Success Unlimited. All right, welcome back to Success Unlimited podcast. I'm your host, Tom Simmons. Uh, with us today, we have Chris Mitchell. He is a two-time award-winning speaker and certified confidence life coach who serves the disabled community. He is the author of the soon-to-be-released book, Success Starts with Self-Confidence, and the host of successful, self-employed, and disabled podcast debuting in January, maybe February of this coming year, 2024. So he's an author, speaker. He's a part of uh, the Toastmasters. He's competed in competitions. He's won awards for speaking. He's a life coach, blogger, podcaster, former radio host. Uh, please help me welcome Chris. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. So I want to start this, this show off with um, asking you a, as a person uh, a little bit about some of the challenges you face and you are yourself disabled. Um, That's correct. And if you're not disabled, uh, there might be some, uh, maybe some weirdness or not sure how to approach that subject. And um, you're very open with your disabilities. Would you mind describing um, kind of some of the challenges that you face in your personal life? Sure. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me on your program and allowing me this opportunity to share my story and, and talk about the success of your wonderful audience today. And it is true. My podcast will be dropping in actually January 23rd. So it will be available then. I was born um, a long time ago. I want to say a galaxy far, far away for the Star Trek, uh, Star Wars uh, <laughs> reference, but it was a while ago. <laughs> let's be honest. And when I was born, I was born with some dis um, complications, side effects, disabilities. Yeah. I was born with a condition known as congenital rubella syndrome, which is pretty much unheard of today. But back when I was born, it was a more common than it is today. What that means is while my mom was carrying me in her womb, she was exposed somehow to German measles. She never really got sick beyond the normal morning sickness, but the German measles did affect me while I was developing in her in, in the womb. So I was born with cataracts. My vision is 2200 in my left eye and 2300 in my right eye. I can't really read out of my right eye unless if it's a giant billboard and I reckon I think like I know what a McDonald's arch looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a, a person on the planet that cannot recognize a McDonald's arch <laughs> over the age of three. So, After billions of hamburgers served. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they used to count them and now it's like they've given up on counting those. And so. <laughs> But yeah. the going arches is still there. So my visual impairment um, has caused me some difficulties in my life. I don't have any perif yeah. peripheral vision. I don't have a 3D vision. And th that becomes real challenging. And you'll find out why in a moment as I continue through the story. Yeah. 
Another thing I was born with was a um, constricted aorta, which um, really did not cause too much problems, but did cause a lot of surgeries. I was in the hospital until I was about a month old when I was first born. Now, as I grew up, I they discovered I had ADHD, which when I tell people I have ADHD, yet I have yet to meet somebody who said, I would never have thought you had ADHD because I like the definition of ADHD. I'm full of energy. And and that caused me a lot of problems um, in school. And we can go into those in a moment. But my last uh, and my most challenging uh, disability is I survived an ischemic stroke to my spinal cord during a cardiac operation to correct the constricted aorta I was born with. That um, injury robbed me of the ability to run, walk, or even stand on my own. And I've written a book about that story. It doesn't define me. It's available on Amazon. But it took me about five years after the injury to teach myself how to walk again uh, using a rollator so I can get around with mobility devices, which comes really uh, fascinating, uh, challenging with not having 3D or depth perception, when you get to a curb, is that a nice little smooth curb cut or am I going to take a face first dive into the parking lot? So those are, that's kind of a rundown of my disabilities and we can go deeper into how they've challenged me in my life if you would like. Yeah, so I do want to get there, but so when, I, for myself, my personality type, I tend to be very friendly, very outgoing. And uh, I like to talk to everybody. Uh, and as I meet folks, sometimes, and the, there are probably a lot of other folks like me, um, you, you want to hear someone's life story. You want to engage with them. But if they have a disability, if they're in the wheelchair, they're on crutches, or be, they're being assisted, uh, how, does, how does somebody, um, I guess, I guess just have that conversation and, and does that, does do, do people with disabilities, is that community really open to talking about it and just having that open discussion or do some folks rather not talk about it? We have a saying in the, in the disabled community and, and it's said about people with autism primarily, but it can apply to the entire community. You meet one person with a disability, you have met one person with a disability. It's a very diverse community. Some of us are very open and comfortable talking about our disabilities and don't mind sharing it. Others, uh, is, they're very guarded about it and they don't really want to talk about it. And hmm. I, I know for the non-disabled community, that can be very challenging what do I say? Do I hold the right. door open for them? Um, <laughs> right. Do I not say anything at all? And it's just, I, I know that there are some people in the disabled community who can be rural um, pain in the backside, if you know what I mean, when you try to do something nice. I mean, I know some people in our community who, if somebody holds the door open for them and they're in a wheelchair, they consider that offensive because they could do it for themselves. And I have people hold doors open for me all the time, and I, I appreciate it, to be honest. But there are yeah. times people have held doors open for me, like I'm waiting outside of a um, business, and they th and I'm facing in a certain direction. And they think I'm going to go in the business, so they hold the door open for me. And I have to tell them, I appreciate you opening the door, but I'm actually waiting for my wife to come out of that business. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, you know I, I, I try to, when I interact with people from the non-disabled community, and not to snap at them. And, and I tend to look at them as seeing they're trying to really be nice and, and people are basically good. They're not trying to mock, mock me or pity me or 
put me down because I have a disability. Most people, I think, are generally nice and trying to be accommodating. And I think there's some people in our community, and if any of them are listening, I know I'm going to get an email, that just take it the, the opposite direction. And that's their right to do that. Right. But I don't look at it that way. We have people in our community who say they're always discriminated against, oppressed. Uh, they would throw out the word ableism, the ableist society and ableist. And, and those are real challenges for people in our community. There's some people who do discriminate against people with disabilities. Heck, there are people who discriminate against people for their hair colors or their ethnic background, their religious beliefs, everything. We have too much discrimination in our world. But I try not to look at the negative. I try to look at the positive of what's going on and give people the benefit of the doubt. And that way, I have less stress in my life, and I'm not that angry at society. Well, you hit the nail on the head. Those are all the questions. That, uh, that was the aim of the question I was trying to get to because – I've been in that in that situation where I've held the door open and I got like a really not maybe a kind of dirty look, you know, and it's like, well, should I not have done that? <laughs> so um, I appreciate you guys kind of clearing the air. And and right before we started the, the show here, um, you you said something that struck a chord and I didn't really I've never thought about it um, and it's a difference of people with disability or a person with disability versus the opposite of disabled person and putting the disabled before the person or vice versa. Could, would you mind, I guess, explaining a little bit about that as well? Sure. Now, these are the two main ways that people in the uh, disabled community like to refer to themselves, so be referred as. There's others, but these are the two main ways. It's either disability first or person first. And there are some people who want to be known as a disabled person, and they put their disability first. Because e either way that you do this, and I'll explain the other way in a moment, a, a disability is part of who you are and a part of um your identity, whether you want it to be or not, it is. And in my opinion, the sooner you accept that, the happier you'll be in, the further you'll be able to go in life because you're not fighting it and you're going to use it to work to your uh, benefit to become successful. The other way that you can, um, or people like to be referred to as a person with a disability, that's putting person first. I prefer the latter. I don't judge people who do the other, but I prefer the latter because right. when I had my incomplete spinal cord injury and I was in a wheelchair, um, some of the people who knew me before gave me looks of like pity and shock that I, I lost the ability to walk. And that was very hurtful. And I know they did not mean it. They were just, it, it, they had no, nobody prepped them. Like Chris looks a little bit different now. <laughs> you know, So they, th that was a natural reaction. Like, Oh my God, what happened to him? And, and uh, you know, and I decided at that point and I wrote a book about it. I mentioned it a moment ago. It doesn't define yep. me. It's on Amazon um, where I wanted to, people to say, Chris is able to do this. I, he, I, uh, at that time when I, had my injury. I was engaged. I'm now married. Uh, I was running an eBay business. I was teaching an eBay course and I wanted people to list all the things I was doing. And then at the end of that sentence say, Oh, and by the way, he has, he has a physical disability. If they even mention that at all, because I want people to see me first instead of what I, uh, my disability, because a lot of people, and maybe I'm being a little stereotypical here, but there are people who will look at a person with a disability and the first thing is to see what they can't do. 
I want people to see what I can do because every person with a disability does have abilities to do things. And at the very least, we have a different, unique perspective on the world that we can bring into companies and organizations that can help them reach a untapped demographic of potential disabled customers because there's spending power in the disabled community. A lot of businesses overlook. Yeah. The, um, so right before the, the podcast started, before we hit record on this, uh, you mentioned you taught yourself how to walk again. Um, I cannot even fathom uh, that. But you also mentioned you have started multiple businesses, been successful. You take all the disabilities and the challenges you face, put that to the side and the and just on its own merits, becoming successful as you have between uh, Toastmasters to CEO, it is absolutely incredible, just that alone. And then you have the challenges you've had to overcome. It's mind blowing. Um, So what is the, uh, out of all the companies you've started, what is your, your, what are you most proud of? The one I'm running right now, hashtag define yourself, which kind of summarizes everything I've done in my life. That's you know, I've had challenges. Yes, as up at the top of the hat, and underneath it is hashtag define yourself. It might be hard to see in the camera, but and up in the wall behind me, there's a big blue sign that looks purple in the camera, but um, define yourself. Yes, it does. And that's what I've done in my life. I've not allowed anything or anyone to define who I am, who I or who I will become. Because with a disability, you can get into a negative mindset thinking, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. And you have people telling right. me, telling you, you can't do this. And even if you're not a person with a disability, there's a lot of people who like to tell you what you cannot do. Now, I'm not advising you to disagree with the law. The law says you can't do something. Please follow the law. But, <laughs> right. But if you somebody says, it says, well, you can't play professional baseball. Don't believe them. Try it. You might be able to. You might not. But I decided I'm not going to let anyone or anything define who I am or who I will be. And that's where the name of the business came, Define Yourself, where I get the privilege um, through my coaching business, my podcast and all, to share with uh, my my um, peers in the disabled community success stories of self-employed people with disabilities and how they did it and that they can do the same thing. And I help them develop the self-confidence needed to do that because Looking back at my life, I'm up there in the years. Um, I'm, I just celebrated a birthday a few days, days ago, so I'm up there. Uh, I realized everything I've achieved in my life has been uh, for three reasons. One, my faith. I'm, I'm a man of faith. So, um, That's awesome. you know, uh, my, my, my scripture verse is up there, Philippians 4.13. Two, um, self-confidence. All my success has come from having the confidence in being able to do what I want to do. And and those are the two primary um, things that have made me successful in my life and not letting anyone or anything define who I am or tell me what I can and cannot do besides, you know, uh, the men in blue that drive the cars with the red and blue lights on top, which I do not have a criminal record, by the way. <laughs> what is that? Yep. Yep. Um, so how has your, your faith, uh, played into or, or helped you with the challenges you faced in business. And I'm not even just talking about your disabilities, but I mean, just because life by itself can be challenging. Business by itself can be challenging. 
so how has your faith played into some of the challenges you faced in business and and, and marriage and just just your life? Well, uh, go back to my favorite scripture, Philippians 4.13, and depending on the version of the Bible you read, it may be a little worded differently. But I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And when, when I had my incomplete spinal cord injury, that was one of the things that helped me realize this is not the end. It's the beginning. I'm going to be able to do this. I'm just going to need help from a higher power. I mean, uh, that's a very big thing to me. And, and no matter what struggles I face, that I face in my professional life, my personal life, my marriage, whatever, I, I rest assured knowing that I can do that with, um, with my faith, with God on my side and Jesus with me. So I have a, I'm going to inject a little bit of my own opinion on this. The, we were humans. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. We as humans are not meant to go through life by ourselves. We're meant to have a spouse and we're meant to follow Christ. Um, we were created. God has angels that uh, adore him and give out praise. He created humans. To, so we would have the choice to follow him. And that's what makes us special. But we are, we are meant to, to walk with him and, and get to know him. So, um, I can certainly uh, love that scripture. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, you also mentioned to me in, in the, you mentioned uh, self-confidence. The, how have you been able with all the challenges you faced just to have so much self-confidence and exude and, and, and just have the self-confidence? Well, it starts for baby, it starts for baby steps. Um, you know, if your your self confidence tank is low and you've not achieved a lot in your life, you have achieved something. I mean, right. um, depending on, uh, I cannot think of a one example that's going to fit everyone. So you know, <laughs> uh, right. maybe you you learned how to walk, you learned how to talk, you learned how to feed yourself, you learned how to, you know, um, read a bus schedule to go uh, to ride a bus or drive a car. Those little things you've accomplished because at one point you were not able to. So. And all those little things that you do, even the smaller things, those are accomplishments and you need to celebrate those. And I call the small accomplishments success balloons. I, my wife and I love hot air balloons. We we watch the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta every year. We stream it, it on TV. Yeah. Love that. And, and what yeah. you see in the morning is the balloons ascending into the sky above everything. And yeah. when you have a success balloon and you've accomplished even the smallest of things, it's like ascend, ascending above all the challenges to succeed like they do in the mornings with the, those balloons. So I have a lot of little success balloons. And when you get enough balloons, you earn a um, coaching certificate, a plaque from the mayor's committee for being the co-disabled employee of the year, etc. And you put them up on your success wall. So when you are feeling like, I don't have confidence to try this new skill, I can turn <laughs> around, look at my wall and remind myself, I did all of this. I can do this. So in your coaching business, you, you bring your faith, you bring your self-confidence, you bring the history of, of, of disabilities, the, the, uh, the success of all your businesses, uh, your failures where you learn, right? You bring all your lessons. Um, when someone engages you as a coach, what do you focus on? 
Uh, well, uh, that's a very interesting question. The first thing I would like to mention here is this. I don't call them failures because I tell people you don't fail okay. if you learn something from them. They are lessons. Sure. You know, because failure we think is a negative word like, oh, man, I'm a failure. You know, I'm a Charlie Brown. I love peanuts, <laughs> but, you know, who wants to be called a Charlie Brown, right? Right, right. You don't want that. Yeah. So, and, you know, one of the things that I like to do is find out where they're struggling and what's struggling at, what they're struggling with and and help them see they are not a failure. They are not going to be defeated. They can do this. And I help them find what we talked about a moment ago, the success balloons. I help them um, discover, develop, and grow the self-confidence. My book, which is based upon, or my coaching program based upon the book, a little bit both ways, I guess. And we we work through the 10 steps. And some of those steps include, excuse me, Self-care and journaling and reflecting is taking care of yourself physically and mentally. Uh, some of the one of the steps is um, developing a uh, forgiveness, forgiving yourself for your past um, wow. mistakes and others. Because when you are not forgiving yourself, you're holding yourself back. And especially if you um, don't forgive someone or blame somebody else for something going wrong in your life, well, you're giving that other person power over you. So, for example, um, the analogy I love to use is um, if you're blaming someone, like I could probably blame a doctor for my incomplete spinal cord injury. It happened during surgery. We don't know for sure, but, you know, and the hospital will never tell me. They don't want to get sued. Uh, that I could probably blame him. But then if I blame him and I spend my entire time, it's all his fault. It's all his fault. and Never take responsibility for anything that would be my fault. I've given my power away. It's sort of like you got this brand new car, right? And but you give the keys to your car to your 15 year old teenager, which we know 15 year old teenagers, most of them are very irresponsible. So now if you want to go somewhere, you can't make that decision. That's up to the 15 year old teenager where you're going to go. Uh, if and even if you're going to go, because they're going to think about themselves, they're going to go hang out with the friends, gonna, they don't care about what you're going to do. So when you start blaming other people, for all the mistakes and all the misfortunes in your life, you're giving away that power to the other person. In essence, you're saying, I can't do this because of this person. And you're waiting for that person to say, oh, yeah, you can do that. You got to quit giving away that power and take it back and take ownership. Can we all make uh, mistakes in our lives? Own those, forgive yourself from them, for them, and forgive others. And then you reclaim the power and you'll be able to grow your self-confidence because you know you're in control of your life, not somebody else. Yeah, I, I love the the mindset behind shedding the victim mentality, mm-hmm. uh, the entitlement mentality, getting rid of that, and, and taking ownership of of your life choices. And some have been forced upon you, and mm-hmm. others are self inflicted. I can't tell you. I've made probably I've made more mistakes than anybody else I know. Um, but I've also learned <laughs> uh, probably more than anybody else I know because I've made more mistakes than anybody else I know. Um, but it's I love the just your your mindset and the way you're you're approaching everything. So that's that is that's awesome. The um, I want to take a, a step back and shift course just to I want to touch on this real quick. Okay. Because um, it defies all logic. Uh, something you mentioned to me. Uh, you were a former morning radio host. 
co-host. I think that co-host. I think that is is a, to me. It sounds exciting. It sounds like fun. Uh, what kind of co-host? What kind of radio show was it? Was it music? Was it talk show? Well, yeah, we did talk about that. I think we did that before we went on the air. But uh, so our audience does not think I'm losing my mind. I don't remember him saying that. <laughs> it's his fault. He didn't clarify that. See, they're giving away the power now. So, uh, it was a morning show. I was a part of a, a couple of morning shows. And it was uh, back in the 80s, which gives you an idea how old I am. And it was a uh, like top 40 radio back in the day. Oh, wow. So I did some bits between um, music and commercials. I was a regular portion of the show during the peak time, the, the highest, at least back in the 80s, radio changed a lot. Uh, the highest number of listeners you get per day between 7.15 and 7.20 in the morning. And that's when I was on the air every single morning doing um, some bits uh, on the um, radio programs. I enjoy doing that. I've also been a co-host on a call-in talk radio program. Uh, oh, we're uh, for an internet um, service provider, and we did a program answering um, computer questions each Saturday morning. So I came in and did that as well. So, and I've also worked behind the air being a board operator. So I've done a lot in radio. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, there is, uh, I get the feeling um, throughout your life, there's not too much that you have not accomplished. Um, is there anything that out of the the author, speaker, being you know, Toastmaster, life coaching, blogger, podcaster, radio host. What else have you done that we don't know about? <laughs> well, a lot of things. <laughs> and then, you know, we share the good. Let's share the bad. I've been expelled from um, a uh, two schools, uh, once in second grade. I was kicked out of Missouri school. For, no, I don't like saying kicked out. I was invited to seek education elsewhere. Right, right, right. That's Rather than continue right, uh, my education yeah. at Missouri School for the Blind. I was also invited to seek education elsewhere when I was um, invited to leave my high school on the 10th day of my freshman year. The interesting thing is I earned the privilege to um, return to the high school for my ju junior and senior year, which I was the first person to do that. I've also been invited to find other educational opportunities in two colleges. The second wow. one, I wound up teaching at the same college about two years later after I was <clears throat> invited to look for education elsewhere by running a very successful um, course on how to buy and sell and trade on eBay. So those are some of the wow. other things I've done. <laughs> Wow, that that is impressive. Um, so, what are some uh, the what are some things that you could pass along to the audience? Uh, pieces of advice and gold nuggets you could drop to help us become more successful. Don't give up. Never give up on yourself or your dreams. Um, when you have a dream, pursue it. Um, make a plan for it because you can't just say, well, you know what? I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to walk over to the hospital and they're going to hire me. No, no. <laughs> you got to make a plan um, because a dream, um, you, a dream can become a goal because I believe goals start with our dreams. And But a goal will not become reality. It would just be a dream if you didn't have a plan and a um, and take action on that plan. You can't just make a plan. This is a great plan. <laughs> never do anything with it. It looks really nice on paper yep. and, and use it as wallpaper or a plaque on your wall, but you got to take, take action in it and have the attitude that I can do this and I'm not going to let anyone stop me. A no means that person not interested. I'll try another route. 
um, because there's a solution to practically every problem out there. You just got to find them. Just believe in yourself. And like I talked about earlier, look for those success balloons. And when they get large enough, put them up on your success wall and remind yourself, I did this. I can do this dream and be flexible. And whatever your goal is, sometimes you may have to tweak it a little bit and don't be so locked into it that you're not open to um, making, maybe tweaking it. Because if it's not working, maybe you just need a little tweak and not to be totally scrapped. Right. Um, so I gave you more than one nugget. Were, I hope you did not. I, I started to say, I mean, I, I wrote down when I was writing Fast and Furious. <laughs> you were dropping gold nuggets everywhere. Uh, I think it's awesome. So last question I, I want to uh, ask you, and this might go into maybe two questions, but if you had one person either from the past or present that you could invite to dinner and talk about anything, who would that be and what would you talk about? Now, you're probably thinking of a famous person. A am I correct in saying that? It does not matter. I've had, okay. uh, I've had different folks answer uh, from a family member to uh, uh, a Billionaire. I mean, it really, it's, it's, it's an open-ended question um, from your heart. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm very outgoing and energetic on the air. And when I'm working, I'm very reclusive. So I don't invite that many people over to my house. So if you get an invite to my house, you are an honored person. And the, the, the I, I know you asked one, but I'm going to say two real quickly. Okay. There's two people in my life that I would like to, and I've lost contact with one, uh, both of them. And one of them, I think, has passed away. Um, my ninth grade teacher, after I got kicked out of high school, Mrs. Lyons, oh. um, she, when we, I was in a classroom for kids with behavior problems, ADHD. And whenever any one of us misbehaved, she, uh, to de-escalate the situation, she had this mantra, I like you, I don't like your behavior. And she would say that repeatedly oh. until it de-escalated it. And that was the beginning of defining myself because then I realized my behavior, which everyone told me before, including my wow. loving parents who did not know better, that my behavior was who I was. And I would love to have the opportunity. I didn't get to, I was too young at the time, didn't understand, to tell her how much that made a major impact in my life and changed my life. I would love that opportunity. Wow. And a classmate I knew named Brian, um, he was in the class across the hall from us uh, with a learning disability. He was three to four years behind as far as reading. Like if he was in eighth grade, he was a fifth grade reading level. He right. wanted a high school diploma more than anyone else. And I regret to this day at the end of the school year, not giving him my name and phone number and asking for his um, because he was also fighting cystic fibrosis. And I would have loved to continue that friendship and be there during his final days, because my research on the internet indicates to me he did pass away a few years after I knew him, and I wish I could have been there for him and let him know how much he inspired me by fighting that hard for a high school diploma when I see so many people who don't give a flying fig about education, and he wanted it so badly, and he couldn't easily get it, and there's so many kids out there that this... I don't need it. I don't need, I ain't got no need no education and they think they're going to be fine. And he right. would have killed for the opportunities these people are just throwing away. And I would love to have the opportunity to tell them that. Man, I, I got gooses. Uh, just the, uh, the, just the thought process, the, the hunger, the chase, the desire to, to be uh, more, make, make more of himself and make something uh, uh, just achieve and, and, and succeed and excel. And that's just, uh, thank you for sharing that. That's that's amazing. I have to say, 
that you are a such an inspiration, um, not just from a disability perspective, because I, I don't believe that defines you. Um, yeah. You have not let that define you. You have some of the things that I've mentioned already a couple times, just from the author, CEO, to podcaster, to radio host, to uh, professor, I mean, you name it. It's just, just an amazing, an amazing life. So much wisdom. Um, thank you so much for your time. I have really thoroughly enjoyed um, having you as a guest on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much for the opportunity to be here and inviting me onto your podcast. I know just launching, I wish you all the success that you can handle, then just a little bit more so you're overwhelmed. <laughs> I appreciate that, my friend. And for all those who are, as we're wrapping up, don't forget to check out Chris Mitchell's uh, podcast coming out this uh, January 23rd, 2024, Successful, Self-Employed, and Disabled. Uh, thank you again, and uh, I look forward to seeing and hearing your podcast. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's interview. Every week, we release two new episodes. Remember to follow Success Unlimited's podcast wherever you listen. Thanks again for listening in. Mm-hmm.